mystery, sand, literature. It's all part of the conversation on this week's episode of Legendary Adventures Podcast. After claiming the pendant in the Eastern Palace, Sahasrilag gifted Link Pegasus shoes and told him a useful item can be found east of Lake Hylia. Traveling to that location, players will find an ice cave. Inside, they will be able to view a treasure chest, but it's not in reach. It's clear that there's another path to take. Next to an already open cave entrance, there are some strange-looking rocks on the wall. Placing a bomb here will blow up in a second cave opening, allowing players to reach a treasure. The Ice Rod. This item will be required much later in the game. For now, it's just for fun. Heading west, players will eventually reach the Desert of Mystery. At the entrance, there's a man with a mustache next to a sign. It reads, Pay no attention to the average middle-aged man standing next to the sign. Leave him alone. Very mysterious indeed. Who is this guy? Well, he may not be as average as he appears at first glance. A thief inside the Lost Wood tells us that he's actually a former member of their gang. But what's he doing here in the desert? We'll find out the answer to that mystery later in the game. Deeper in the Desert of Mystery, Link will find that the dungeon is inaccessible. A large sculpture blocks the entrance. A tablet near the entrance features writing in an unknown language. In the northeast corner of the desert, there is a cave. Inside, there is an elder named Agana. He tells Link of a prophecy saying the hero will hold the Book of Medora. He tells Link the book can be used to translate the language of the Hylia people. The book, he says, can be found in the House of Books in the village. Or in other words, the library. The library is found just south of the main section of Kakariko Village. Inside, there is a conspicuous green book on top of one of the bookshelves. It was many years ago now, but I seem to remember having a hard time figuring out how to get this book my first time playing. I'm not sure if it was just my age, or if other players get stumped by this, but the solution is to use the Pegasus shoes to dash into the bookshelf, knock the book off, and take it. This is the Book of Medora. Before we go any further, how about that mushroom that smells of rotten fruit? I picked it up in the last episode, and now it's just stinking up Link's bag. To the northeast of the castle, there is a witch's hut. The hut is actually a shop that sells potions, and just outside there is a witch stirring a large cauldron. She will ask for the mushroom. Give it to her, and after a short wait, players can claim magic powder from the shop. The magic powder has many effects, including being able to turn anti-fairy enemies into regular fairies. Nice! Just be sure to keep an eye on that magic meter. Returning to the Desert of Mystery, we can use the Book of Medora on the stone tablet. Suddenly, what appeared to be pure gibberish is plain as day. The tablet tells Link to make a wish to open the path forward. Link removes his hat, looks skyward, and makes his wish. The statues move, and players will have no choice but to head into the dungeon. Inside the Desert Palace, players will immediately enter a massive room. The second they enter, it will also be clear for the first time that dungeons have real theming. The floor of this room is made out of sand, and desert enemies known as Leavers rise out of the sand to attack the player. These enemies made their first appearance in the original game, and they were found just within sandy desert areas. There are also ant lions which emerge from the sand to attack the players. At least some of these ant lions can shoot fireballs. The dungeon also introduces the Bemos enemy. 
These enemies fire lasers at Link if he enters their line of sight. They will become a regular fixture of the Zelda series. As with the previous dungeons we've played in this game, the Desert Palace is separated into two distinct segments. The first segment is largely open for exploration, and the second is a straightforward gauntlet leading to the boss. The large room is the central hub of the first area. It is lined with doors, seven in all. Players will have to crisscross this room to find the dungeon tool and unlock the second half of the dungeon. A large room on the north end of the dungeon has two entrances. It holds the dungeon map. A room to the northeast is just a trap room and can be ignored. A room on the northwest, however, is essential. It contains a bemos, a key, and a hint tile. The key is on top of a large torch. Pegasus shoes are needed to knock the key down. The hint simply tells Link to never fail to find all treasures in the dungeon. It's not going to be an issue here, the dungeon item is required to complete this dungeon, but it will be important for the next dungeon. The key we collected is used to open a door on the eastern wall of the large room. Through that door, players will find the compass and the big key. Players will have to head back to the northwest corner to obtain the dungeon item, the power glove. A door to the southwest leads outside. The two segments of the dungeon are connected through this outdoor area. It's a small hint of a much more complex dungeon to come later in the game that requires players to move between the overworld and the underworld. A heart piece can be found to the south of the dungeon exit. To the north, there's an entrance blocked by stones. The power glove is needed to lift up these stones to reach the door. The second portion of the dungeon is a relatively straightforward gauntlet. There's only one path forward. There are some new challenges to face, however. That includes a couple of rooms with tiles that rise up from the floor and then fling themselves at Link. Otherwise, players will pick up keys, fight enemies, and avoid lasers from Beamos. The penultimate room contains a red Igor and appears to be a dead end. There are four torches up against the dead end wall. Lighting these torches causes the wall to move back, revealing a door. This is the first time a Zelda game featured a torch lighting puzzle. These will become staples of the series, with many variations requiring players to light certain torches to either reveal treasure or the path forward. The boss of the dungeon is three worms called Lanmolas. These enemies appeared in the original Legend of Zelda where they were described as centipedes. They looked nearly identical to the giant worms known as Moldorm, but they had a large eye on their first circular segment. They were defeated by landing hits to their head. In this game, they rise out of the ground, shooting rocks as they do that the player must avoid, and then they fly across the room. Again, their only weak spot is their head. The ice rod comes in handy here. Two blows to the head with an ice magic will destroy a worm. However, I ran out of magic when only the third landmolar remained. With only one left, many more rocks will shoot out of the ground when the worm emerges. After many sword slashes, the boss fell, awarding a heart container and the pendant of power. The next pennant is located on top of Death Mountain in the Tower of Hera. We're headed there next week. If you want to follow along, please consider subscribing. Please also consider sharing this podcast with another Zelda fan. You can play A Link to the Past on Nintendo Switch SNES Online with a subscription. I'm Paul Riley. Thanks for listening.